So I think you all know the old saying, right? The old saying goes something like this. The only thing better than one crystal ball for a five-star prospect is two crystal balls for a five-star prospect. And that's what we got today. (laughs) I'm a little excited about it. Always ideal when the balls come in pairs. Hey, you know what? It really is. It's ideal. Yeah, it really is ideal. Parker dropped one for uh, williams Winery a few days ago. His colleague Brandon Drum over there at OUinsider.com drops another crystal ball. Williams Winery to uh, OU. And just kind of, you know, talking about it on the show, hearing Drum last hour, it's not just a um, it's not just a flavor of the week type of decision nope. for him. Um, he, he values the the relationships. You you've shared that a few times. It just really feels like that visit last weekend for the five star defensive lineman. It just I, I don't need I don't know if he needed any more clarity on the situation here or how he fit into the defense, but all of the questions that he seemingly had were answered this past weekend. I, here's the here's the deal. I mentioned this on the OU Insider Under the Visor podcast that'll be dropping tomorrow, but I'll kind of rehash my main point here. The big challenge was always going to be Caden Green wanted so badly to be in Oklahoma sooner. As soon as he got that offer, it was over for him. Regardless of how many more visits he took, he was going to be a sooner. It's the same thing for Isaiah Mosey, Jamar's son in the yeah. class of 2025. I dropped a crystal ball for Isaiah Mosey eight minutes after he got the OU offer, just for context on that one. So I think for Will Nwaneri, who didn't necessarily grow up with that same OU fandom that Caden Green did as a native of Tulsa and that Ike Mosey did as a kid whose dad wore the crimson and cream, I think Will Nwaneri's hesitation was – okay, is Oklahoma the school for me, or is it just the Lee's Summit North school? Am I really interested in Oklahoma? Does Oklahoma really speak to all of my desires as far as my fit at the next level? Or does Oklahoma just make a ton of sense on paper because everybody at Lee's Summit North seems to have a strong affinity for OU? I've already got a teammate there, and I will have another teammate there the following cycle after myself. So, I think for Will Nguyenary, it was about becoming comfortable on an individual level and being sold on an individual level at the University of Oklahoma. And all indications are that that was accomplished over sure. the weekend. You know, we we joke sometimes about, oh, here's an article. Uh, insert player here took a visit to LSU. Uh, this four-star wide receiver took a visit to Georgia, whatever. And almost all of those articles were... Well, he said he really enjoyed the time. He enjoyed getting to know the coaching staff on a more personal level. He enjoyed this, this, this. But it really does sound like that visit with this guy, I mean, with Winnery, I mean, it went about as well as it could possibly go. I mean, for OU to emerge as the favorite coming out of this weekend, it wasn't, I don't know if it was a low percentage, but a lot of things probably had to go right, like you're saying. And those things did go right. I mean, OU seriously knocked it out of the park. They're the leader. And, like, the things that I'm hearing, you know, it's it, some other school is going to have to make one heck of a push. They're really going to have to, you know, do some things relationship-wise for someone to surpass OU. Because he's not done coming. He's still got an official visit to OU that mm-hmm. he's going to take at some point. So yep. this isn't, like, the last time that he's going to visit Norman before decision date. Like, OU's just in a really good spot. Exactly, and that, I think, should lend a lot of confidence knowing that Oklahoma is locked in as an OV destination for Nguyenary because he's going to take something like six or seven more unofficial visits by the end of April to schools like Notre Dame 
and Georgia and Nebraska and Texas A&M, right? And so there may be an instance where he gets on campus at one of those schools and really enjoys himself and starts to warm up to the environment there. But what you know, if you're an Oklahoma fan, and what you know is the Oklahoma coaching and recruiting staff right now is that you're going to have a chance to shut all of that momentum down when he comes back to Norman. Yeah. Didn't David Hicks say the same thing? Tyler, just chill. Oh, here we go again. You're going to let what happened with David Hicks last year totally cloud uh, everything that's going on with Williams Winery. Well, I, I, I got news for you and everyone else. He wants to immediately throw out David Hicks as a way to stop the excitement about what's going on with the number one defensive lineman. Just because David Hicks took the bag to go to A&M, that doesn't mean that Williams Winery and every single defensive lineman that OU recruits from here on out is going to do the same thing. Like, yes, I understand yeah. what happened with David Hicks, the but it's whole, kind of annoying to, to, to just assume that's how, that's how every recruitment is going to go on from here on out. Like, yeah, look, God. the whole but David Hicks thing is going to be an obnoxious thorn in our sides for years to come. Because anytime OU starts trending for a five-star, there's always going to be that one person on social media or on the message boards or on the text line that goes, well, but David Hicks... Okay, well, why, why can't it work both ways here? And I don't really, I don't want to spend the whole show fighting this fight today because I think it's kind of a dumb and silly narrative, to be honest with you. But why isn't there talk about, PJ, PJ Adebare was a five-star, right? Uh-huh. I mean, he was a five-star edge. Um, Peyton Bowen, I know that that recruiting was wacky, but he was a five-star player. So why every time we talk about a five-star defender do we immediately have to go to David Hicks when OU just signed two five-star defensive players this last cycle? Yeah, That's what I don't understand. I, for those that haven't heard me say it or haven't heard me insinuate it, let me just reaffirm that Will Nwaneri is much closer to P.J. Atabare than he is to D.J. Hicks in terms of the nature of his recruitment and how it's going to unfold. Yeah. Uh, okay, 405-651-3439. Let's maybe not have that type of day on the text line today. Maybe just another crystal ball drop for the number one defensive lineman, and you can, uh, you're can you allowed to be excited about that because OU is in really good shape right now. It was a really good, by all accounts, it was a really good visit weekend on, on both sides. By the way, it's champ weekend across college basketball. No, Oklahoma is not participating, at least on the men's side. Women's team looking pretty good. Maddie Williams' yep. status in question leading into that game tonight. But uh, if you join the Ref Bracket Challenge by March 16th before games tip off in March Madness, you'll have a chance to win a 55-inch smart TV and a prize pack courtesy of Wonderhouse Design and Consign. Just visit kref.com slash bracket and click the link to join the Ref's Bracket Challenge. Brought to you again by Wonderhouse Design and Consign, Norman's Boutique Consignment Furniture Store, specializing in fabric, wallpaper, window treatments, and custom bedding and cushions. Visit Wonderhouse Design and Consign in the Robinson Crossing Shopping Center in Norman off I-35, or go to wonderhousefc.com, and we will be... At Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes, we will. We're off of I-35 on Monday for the Refs 68 team giveaway. And I'll tell you what, Tyler, you can start adding it to the promotional material now. Just going to lock it in so I can't even have the thought of taking it off the table. Live crystal ball on Monday. Nuh-uh. Live what? crystal ball. I had it written down the rundown sheet to ask you about a live crystal ball today, but it's going to happen on Monday. Okay. Live okay. crystal ball from Buffalo Wild Wings in more. On Monday at the Ref 68 team giveaway. You guys are hearing me turn my page right now, most likely. Here we go. Okay, right here at the top for Monday, live crystal 
ball. We're out right at 2 o'clock when we are come on the air. It's going to happen. Okay? You got me excited. Hey, I don't know how many people are going to come out Monday, but by God, they're going to be flooding the place now at the Buffalo Wild Wings and more to see the live crystal ball. It's one thing to hear a live crystal ball, but to see the live crystal ball in person, it's going to be standing room only at their Buffalo Wild Wings at 2 p.m. Hey, I hope so. Come on out. Pack the place. And we're going to start giving away uh, the first teams of the day starting at 2 p.m., by the way, which is going to be a lot of fun. It's our biggest event of the year. Um, a lot of the texters that you hear, like they show up in person. Some of them have um, way too many beers, and it's even more entertaining than they are on the text line. So if you're a Ref Army member, and all you have to do to be a Ref Army member is just to listen every day and support us, uh, come out, have a good time uh, on uh, on Monday, the 68-team giveaway. Somebody said watch Parker call in sick Monday. I thought Gosh, about I that. I hope not. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm looking forward to – chowing down on some B-dubs food on Monday afternoon. Uh, of course, we have several wet blankets on the text line. I don't know why. Like, why do we it's do Friday, this? guy. What are we doing? Somebody said, Jeez. we lost LT Overton. Somebody else said, will not be excited until any top recruit signs, okay. not just gets a crystal Boy, ball or you guys are gonna. You guys are wow. fun. Yeah, I'm going to be – I'd love to hang out with you this weekend. Yeah, no, no good news here. No one can get excited about anything. These people must have had a miserable work week. Somebody God. hand them a beer. <laughs> Five o'clock's almost here. Jeez. Um, speaking of crystal balls, though, another crystal ball did drop for both you and Brandon earlier today. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, OU's kind of set up here at quarterback for a while, at least judging by the crystal balls. We think that Michael Hawkins is going to commit to OU on April 8th. And then could they already have their 2025 quarterback with uh, Kevin Sperry? Out of Prosper, Texas? They could. OU's like, uh, I mean, you got a five-star coming in, a four-star we think's about to commit, and now another 2025 kid. Like, they're, they're set up for the foreseeable future. Yeah, there's a very good chance OU is on the board in the class of 2025 before Michael Hawkins commits on April 8th because Kevin Sperry has been waiting on that OU offer a long, long, long time, and it is no particular secret that that is where he's going to be playing college football. It is done. It is set in stone. The wheels were in motion long, long ago. And I don't see any way that Kevin Sperry is not the crown jewel of Oklahoma's 2025 class at the quarterback position. 6'1", 200 pounds. Doesn't have a star rating yet, according to 24-7. But this is a 2025 kid. That'll happen. What do you think he debuts as, if you had to guess? A four-star? Yeah, he'll be a four-star. And that's a kid that quite honestly could be a five-star. In fact, I if... I had to make a prediction right now as to where he lands. I think he does end up being a five-star in the class of 2025 because I'll say this, and I, I don't want people to take it for more than it's worth, but Kevin Sperry is far more advanced in terms of his skill set as a quarterback than Jackson Arnold was at that age. Yeah. Okay. Now, that, that doesn't mean that... Well, it'll get people excited yeah. if you say things like that. Yeah, sure. That doesn't mean he goes and wins the Elite 11 as a senior. That doesn't mean he has the senior year that Jackson Arnold has. That's just to say, at that point in the developmental stage, Kevin Sperry is already further along than Oklahoma's 2023 quarterback extraordinaire was. Peyton says, I won't be happy about a thing until OU wins the national championship and has the number one recruiting class for at least two years in a row. And even then, I'm already pre-mad about how lazy those guys will be after winning back-to-back -back titles. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. 
Yeah, I here's a here's a text. I am very curious why someone who doesn't care about what happens until after signing day would listen to and text into a recruiting show. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, a- a recruiting does a lot to the body. All right. It's not easy. This is not for everyone. This hour is not for everyone. Following college football recruiting is not for every single fan out there. There are a no. lot of highs. There are a lot of lows, and we do experience it on the text line. You know, uh, we're, but we're here to work through those highs and lows with you, especially the lows. All I'm saying is, this is not a low moment right now. No. And I'm not saying that this is the highest moment that you're going to have in 2024, but it's trending towards a very high moment if a, the number one defensive lineman already has two crystal balls in for OU. Like, it's it's okay to be, it's okay, it's okay to be excited about it, I promise. Somebody in the it's 405 right. said, sounds like some of these people need to get chocolate wasted. <laughs> Don't we all? That's what we're doing in Provo this year, right? Heck Provo, yes, man. Utah. November 17th. Can't wait. Already got it penciled in on my calendar. You mentioned earlier with uh, when Ari's like, okay, is like OU the school for me or is like yeah. Lee Summit just like OU school? Well, I thought during that, I'm like, golly, I, I hope that. I hope that OU is like Lee Summit School. That that'd be great for like a pipeline for the next 25 years or so. And it, it brought up like a, a random thought here. Um, what's on your pipeline wish list for OU moving forward? What particular high schools? I'd be interested to hear that. 405-651-3439. Like Duncanville, you're not a kid from Duncanville certainly. right now. IMG's probably on there. Sock, South Oak Cliff. Yeah. Emma Jones used to be the head coach there. Yeah. That's a nice little plug-in to have. Oh, man, I <laughs> Lee Summits, I mean, He's... they're they're producing some some dudes right now. I I have talked extensively about how excellent of a human being and a coach Jamar Mosey is. I wonder if that's a guy OU tries to get on staff in the next few years. Or you just let him develop ridiculous talent out there at Lee Summit and just, you know, come on, come just on down. pump it to you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he basically is on the staff, but he's coaching Lee Summit up there. I don't know. But, no, I, I think that you're pro- – with, with as much value as they've placed on former players, and I think that we've seen that, and I think more former players will be added in the coming years most likely, I, I think that that could potentially be an option for him, especially because you think his kid's going to play for OU. Mm-hmm. I could see that being a timeline potentially where if he gets that offer, he would, he would go there. Sure. But selfishly? I kind of want him to stay at least Summit, to be <laughs> honest with you. 405-651-3439. Whole lot of text to get to. We'll do that next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McCulloch Thune. Live on The Ref for the Homo Sooner fans. From the 918 on the text line, what's the percentage we get three five-stars on the defensive line in the 2024 class? Well, First, you have to talk about the possibility of being in on three five-star defensive linemen, which we talk about the big four all the time right now, but only two of those are technically uh, rated as five-stars. Nigel Smith has a chance to get into five-star territory, but if Nigel Smith doesn't, or if Zadavian Sims doesn't get in five-star territory, then it's a very, very low percentage, actually. So for that to happen, not only would you have to land all three of those guys, which is going to be difficult for sure, um, not zero percent, but you you got to bank on Sims or uh, uh, one of the you got to bank on one of the other two guys being a five star. Nigel Smith would be the most likely yeah, to join agreed. in five star territory, but I think it's more likely that you get two in Nwaneri and Stone, just because like you as a defensive lineman, especially you really got to pop off in camps and 
the Under Armour game, for instance, just all those settings where you have the opportunity to go against elite competition. And to a certain point, you got to have some elite measurables, which Nigel Smith does. But people know that already, right? It's not like PJ Atabare where nobody's seen the kid live. And so they don't realize what they're dealing with until they get two eyes on him. No, people have seen a lot of Nigel Smith. So I think that's more likely a guy that hangs on the cusp of five-star territory but probably ends up a high four-star. 917 says, is there a way coaches like Jamar Mosey can be legally compensated by schools when they build pipeline programs? Can they get consulting money or something, be on staff at the same time, etc.? Yeah, I don't think so. And to be honest, like, here's the thing about Jamar. He's too good a person. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the He's keyword there was that. legally. I was like, like, nah, probably not again, legally. I, I've, I mentioned this earlier in the week. Caden Green would have been committed to OU in like January or February of last year, but Jamar was the one that said, no, you're going to keep taking visits. You're going to make sure you've seen everything you need to see before you make the decision. So, regardless of his allegiance to OU, Jamar's a guy that's going to guide all of his guys through the process completely objectively. By the way, Kendall just has to point out, I don't see any uh, pipeline from Owasso. Back yeah, to our oh, pipeline okay, conversation. Kendall, <laughs> who cares? I don't, I, uh, I'm not anticipating a pipeline from Omaha either. But it's all, you think you think Kendall and Cole Adams are related? You think Kendall is Cole Adams' uncle? You know how we say there's always an uncle? Is always Cole Adams a crazy uncle, uncle in the recruitment. Is, is it That's Kendall. Kendall. Yeah, it sure Kendall. Is. So where ever since OU dragged their feet in offering Cole Adams, Kendall has just determined to be. Eh, I I don't want to be too mean. Kendall has just determined to be negative on the text line for eternity. Yeah. Over the Cole Adams situation. I think so. Brian and Tulsa Parker is Kevin Sperry deserving of a uh, uh that boy good. Yeah. That boy good. Yeah, he's gonna be ranked pretty highly. I think uh when everyone gets around, it's just so early to get around to ranking these twenty twenty five kids, or at least like the, the vast majority of them. He'll so. be ranked and ranked very highly. There's a reason he's got twenty two offer. I Offhand, he might have more offers than any other quarterback in the class of 25 right now. 405 is asking for the top three wide receiver on OU's board. Thanks for the show. Thank you for listening. Top three wide receivers on OU's board are, not necessarily in this order, Bryant Wesco, Zion Carney, Zion Reagans. Now, and I think only one of those has a crystal ball to OU Wesco, That correct? would be Wesco. I think Wesco ends up in the class. I am unsure about Carney and about Reagans. I really like where Oklahoma stands with Isaiah McMorris right now. That is a name I would become familiar with if you aren't already. From Bellevue, Nebraska, same high school that produced Caden Helms, high three-star guy on the cusp of being a four-star right now. That's an OU Penn State battle right now. And Emmett Jones was the very first coach to offer McMorris an FBS scholarship when he was at Texas Tech. So the relationships there run deep. Uh, text line, are we in on Edric Houston, five-star defensive lineman from the 580? Yeah, I mean, he was he was he not Norman this past weekend? He um, was. Wilt Fong has a story out about how he enjoyed the weekend, and, and I didn't read it. I don't know if you did, but I'm guessing, like, it said, yeah, he really enjoyed the coaching staff. Like, it was just very, uh, like, normally what you see is story recapping a visit weekend. They're in on him, but I don't think either of us would say that OU's the favorite right now. Fair? I'm sorry, I got distracted because somebody said maybe Owasso needs a pipeline to Bixby. Oh, man. That was, that was a 918 texter, too. So Ooh. 
Tulsa on Tulsa crime going yeah, on. Yeah, no, OU's in on Edric Houston. It's just, it's not something I would count on. That's going to be a tough pull, a really tough pull. Yeah, and if they don't get Edric Houston, they can still have a very good defensive line class, one of the best uh, defensive line classes in the country. By the way, the Ref Army listening worldwide today, no big deal. Warsaw, Poland is listening in via the uh, KREF app. I wonder if that's OU Architect tuning in uh, probably in the evening out there. I don't, know what the, I don't know what time it is in Warsaw. I'm just guessing. Maybe it's early in the morning. I don't know. But Warsaw, Poland is listening in. Weston, Canada is tuned in today. Oh, hello. Holden, Louisiana. Spring, Texas. Fort Mill, South Carolina. Harvest, Alabama. Never heard of Harvest, Alabama Nor before. And then uh, small town of the day. It is way up northeast. Jay, Oklahoma is tuned in today. KREF ah, in the Jay. App Store. Uh, go download our free app. CJ Nixon tonight playing in the state semifinals against Crossings Christian, 5 p.m. OU offer for football. He plays for Weatherford. He was the leading scorer in Weatherford's win over Newcastle. I believe that was on Wednesday night. Um, he is a guy that he is gaining more and more. Well, he's got an OU offer, so I say he's gaining more and more momentum on the football side, but he's already got the OU offer. He's just truly a two-sport star. Like He's going to have some decisions to make here in the next couple of years. Yeah, that boy good at multiple sports. Now... I, I would figure he ends up going the football route just because if you're not six foot eight these days in the sport of basketball, your ceiling is pretty limited. Now, there's always the exception to the rule. Dynamic guards that are six one, six two certainly have they still have and will always have a place in the game. But a guy like CJ Nixon who's kind of a tweener on the basketball court when you think about what he may be collegiately. It makes a lot of sense for him to hone in on football and play in that edge position where so many schools have started to look at him, and OU obviously has already offered him. Uh, from the 951, please update offensive line recruiting. Thanks. It's going to be like last year where they get a guy out of Washington, a guy out of Colorado, a guy out of the East Coast, New Jersey. They're just going to go for every time zone again like they did last year. Did they hit every time recruiting. zone? I guess they did, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Caden no, they Green, did. Caden Green, Central Time. Yeah, so yes, yeah. they did. Wow, that's an impressive little fact. With what, four offensive linemen? Yeah. Four what? offensive linemen, and they still covered every single time zone in the con- continental U.S. And I that's why they call that. Bill Biedenboe Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> I'm going to need a Photoshop of his face on top of Pitbull. Maybe that's why someone's listening in Warsaw. Maybe he uh, just threw out an offer in Warsaw, Poland. You just you just never know with, uh, with Bill. Hey, they're growing big out there. Um, as far as offensive line recruiting, the names to know right now, I think OU leads right now for Casey Poe. He's in the midst of an East Coast swing of unofficial visits while he's on spring break. That looks like an OU-Alabama battle. OU seems to have the upper hand. Um, beyond that, you have Harrison Utley doesn't have an offer yet. A guy that has visited OU time and again from Norman North just up the road. If he ever does earn the offer, that'll be done. Yeah, yes, um, yes. Grant Bricks from out of the state of Iowa. That kid is very, very busy. I have not had the chance to catch up with him about his visit this past weekend at Junior Day. That is certainly another kid to watch. Um, Caden Massey, Linden, Kansas, six foot eight, 260 pounds. Another guy that I think is very, very high. I get the sense he's very, very high on OU right now. Has yet to visit campus, but 
is aiming for a June decision and will take his first trip down to Norman on the 25th. And then there's Andrew Sprague, another six foot eight Kansas kid, Rockhurst High School in Kansas City. Literally, it's a good high school. It's and it's interesting. It's right on the Kansas Missouri border. Oh, interesting! Like, I didn't know that about Rockhurst. Yeah, okay, it's, I it's, mean I've heard of Rockhurst a lot because they put out some really good in football and basketball. But I, I didn't know that. Okay, so it's literally like the school is on State Line Road. So, so you have kids that technically live in Kansas and Missouri that go to school there. Is that how that works? Yes. Yeah, so if you stand on Rockhurst school grounds, you are in Missouri. If you walk across the street, you're in Kansas. Hmm, I like that. That's yeah. kind of cool. Uh, one more text before we hit a break. Is David Stone on campus this weekend? No, he will be early next week. So David Stone, Parker might need to uh, tune this one out since he just loves talking about David Stone. La, 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 la. <laughs> David Stone, five-star defensive lineman. He'll be at LSU this weekend. He'll be at OU early next week, March 13th. He will be at Michigan State late next week, uh, March 16th. And then he's taking his first trip to USC uh, the following weekend. So he's got four visits coming up in like the matter of a week. In a matter of a week, so he'll be on the road quite a bit. But uh, David Stone not in town this weekend, but early next week. And uh, I'm sure he'll be tweeting out about all of them. David Stone. Guess I can't hate that. You got the notoriety to do so. Have at it. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. More Cruton coming up next right here on the Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune on this Friday. We are the home of Sooner fans. I was just talking to the Arlington Renegades today, by the way. Not for playing on the team or doing anything with the team. They're going to send us uh, 20 tickets each for their final three home games, Parker. So I know we got a lot of listeners in the uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington area. So in the uh, next several weeks, next few weeks, we're going to be giving out uh, 20 free tickets for each and every home game that they have remaining. So be tuned in for that one. I have fantastic news. What? Texas Tech is on the verge of hiring Rick Pitino. Seriously? I thought they were going to hire Grant McCaslin or uh, Paul Mills. No, no. I thought I heard Pitino's name for St. – was it St. John's that I saw today? What? What's Tech doing? John Rothstein and others are reporting that Rick Pitino is the front runner for Texas Tech. I, uh, wow, okay, hmm. Oh, Mike Steele is going to be so happy. Let me, John Rothstein tweeted that out? I'm, I'm looking yeah. on his, yes, Texas Tech has expressed serious interest over that, oh, wow, okay. Okay, well, um, Lubbock does kind of seem like Rick Pitino's type of place, right? Uh, maybe that'll be a, a great marriage between the two. Yeah, that, that is just the most disastrous disastrously beautiful, perfect fit I could imagine for both parties. Jim in Arlington's already putting out the feelers, by the way. He just texts, Tyler, Jim, I got you in mind, okay? Probably going to send you a few of those free tickets to the Arlington Renegades. That's shocking, though, man. I thought for sure it was going to be Paul Mills or Grant McCaslin. But Rick Pitino. What job is Grant McCaslin going to get, man? I don't know. He's too good for North Texas. Does Rick Pitino still have the – well, if he had it, I'm sure he still has it. Didn't he get a uh, Louisville National Championship tattoo on his body? Did he? After they won. I think that that was a bet that he made with his team. If they won the title, he would get a uh, National Championship Louisville Cardinal tattoo. A better question is, does he still have the show cause? That's probably going to be more of a (laughs) hitch. Yeah. 
who who knows on that deal, man? Dad, that is that is uh that's that's wild. Rick wow. Pitino. Uh I'm let's cackling. see. Nine one eight. I've been hearing a lot of good things regarding Kevin Sperry, quarterback of twenty twenty five. What are y'all's thoughts on him? Yeah, we actually talked about him earlier. Um OU has an offer into him. There's two crystal balls in. And he might what what did you say earlier? I said you think he'll start as a four star in twenty twenty five. You said yes, but has potential to be a five star by the time it's all said and done, which there's a long way to go in his high school career, just going into his junior season this year. Yeah, he's got a rocket of an arm, moves very well, can run a 4-6, so he's plenty mobile. Uh, not quite the dynamic athlete that Michael Hawkins is, but you don't need to be in Jeff Levy's offense. You just got to have functional mobility, which he certainly does. But, man, the arm talent is off the charts for a kid of his age. And as he continues to – develop from a cognitive standpoint and understand all the demands of playing the quarterback position, managing the field, not just at the high school level, but at the college level. He's just going to get better and better and better. And he's a tremendously hard worker, too. Very humble kid. And a personality that is a hand-in-glove fit for what Brent Venables and Jeff Libby are trying to build at Oklahoma. Tony G in the 918, as far as running backs, can't we take James Peoples, Mizell, and Caden Durham and then take Alexander as a linebacker? Doesn't he play linebacker as well? Sorry, I'm on yesterday's episode. I believe when you say Alexander, you're referring to Xavier Robinson. Um, Xavier Robinson is being recruited to Oklahoma for the offensive side of the ball. Ideally an H-back type role. Could Oklahoma take three running backs? I mean, yeah. But you already but, had – you got four in the past two classes alone. I just – yeah, you're It feels like at, two is the number here. Unless somebody transfers out, you'd be looking at seven scholarship running backs. That's a lot. And your one and two are going to be back in 2024 as well. Exactly. Like, if you had – if your one and two were both juniors and – or and it, Marcus know, see, Major could be back too. Yeah, yeah. I, it feels like it feels like two's the number. You're just gonna have to be very selective about who you take here. You know, most likely. Yeah, and you got to take Durham. Durham has to be one of the guys that you take because of his ties to OU and the fact that he grew up in Moore. You can't say no to a kid like that, especially when you consider from an alternate angle the fact that it could solidify your relationships and your ability to recruit at yeah. Duncanville. I think, too, in 2024, this class is probably the move. I mean, you're still trying to build out depth at so many other positions. You've got depth right now at running back. At least I think that they have depth right now at running back. You need more depth across several defensive. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't want to say waste a scholarship, but that scholarship can be used in a lot of other places. You could all, also... Alternative theory, you could just move Gavin Sawchuck to Cheetah. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. He might be able to, with the downhill running that he had and the speed that he has, he might be a really good Cheetah. Who knows? For legal reasons, I want to clarify, that was a joke in case it flew over anybody's heads. Which, which it probably did, by the way. Yeah. It probably did. A guy who wasn't joking yesterday, the story that you did not think that you were going to get today. I bet you didn't think that we're going to bring up Texas Governor Greg Abbott and his thoughts on something pertaining to college football. Here's what he said yesterday on the Texas-Alabama matchup. Texas was ahead until like the last 15 seconds of the game, and Texas would have won had it not been for what was then the reigning Heisman winner Bryce Young being able to evade a tackle that would have led to a sack that would have prevented Alabama from getting within field goal range to win the game. That's how close the game was. Incredible analysis, Greg Abbott. That that, that red 
that sounded like a Magic Johnson tweet. Well, yeah, we win if their Heisman quarterback doesn't make an amazing play. Okay. Now some more analysis. Texas has more returning starters than Alabama does. The quarterback that was literally running all over Alabama, Quinn Ewers, was injured early in the game. And he'll be starting again, doing a great job. If he gets hurt, he's got a pretty good backup in Manning. I have seen what appears to be Alabama's starting quarterback, and he's no Bryce Young. So I'm going to say it's going to be 27-21 Texas Longhorns. Greg Abbott already throwing out predictions for the Bama game. You know how there's that Twitter account that – I, I can't remember who it is, but they're just like, I made a bot watch 1,000 hours of rom-coms and then had them, and then had the bot write a rom-com script. Yeah. It's like the, that quote from Greg Abbott read like you forced a bot to listen to 1,000 hours of Donald Trump and Magic Johnson <laughs> and then asked them to write an analysis of the Texas-Alabama Well, matchup. What was Greg Ab- Abbott's analysis? We lost because they had a star quarterback last year and he made an amazing play. We've got more starters coming back. Quinn Ewers, who was very average for most of last year, is going to play really well in the game this year. Therefore, Texas 27, Alabama 21. Nice job, Greg Abbott. Thank you for that. Oh, man, this is a niche joke. So it's true. Parker is actually OU Fish moving them all Mm -hmm. to safety. Just join the show, guys, says the 918. Hope all is well. I can't believe Sawchuck is moving to Cheetah. Yeah, how's that for a curveball? Is OU Fish like a message board poster that so throws OU out some crazy Fish things? So OU Fish was a message board poster before he started threatening people and got permabanned. Oh, that's but, fun. Yeah, cool. His his shtick was, um, a Caleb Kelly sucked and was never going to be good even without injuries. Okay. Um. All right. <laughs> Jaden Hazelwood. I think it originated with Jaden Hazelwood, but basically his idea for any wide receiver that wasn't living up to expectations was just try them out at safety. They'd be better there anyway. So for years, his whole shtick was Jaden Hazelwood would be so much better at safety. Huh. And so now it's become a running joke. Even I, I believe it's been two years since Fish's permaban. People still will make the joke. Well, just move them to safety. I love that. Uh, nine nine oh nine. What's Greg Abbott? Uh, Greg Abbott gonna tell us next? Fire is hot, water water is wet. Idiots. Oh, now now people are gonna think we're getting political here. As an Oklahoma living in Texas, Abbott is a dumb. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're right. That's exactly where. Uh, yeah. Shame on me. I knew the direction that was probably reverse. going to go. I, I should have known. All right, we'll get to uh, more of your texts coming up next segment as we close out locked in. Real quick uh, question for the text line. We'll hit on it as well on the other side. Random. It's Friday. I know. What's the city or state you're surprised OU hasn't had more success in recruiting, just historically? When you think of a certain city that's maybe in this region, a certain state that's close by, and you say to yourself, huh, I wonder why OU hasn't fared better here. Where is that? 405-651-3439. We'll close up Locked In next. Final segment. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. You heading to Dallas this weekend? I'm not heading to Dallas this weekend, no. What's Is something going on in Dallas that I should be? I, I, I don't know. I just normally you're headed to Dallas for some. That's for pretty, some that's pretty true. I suppose that is a valid question. No, I'm staying put this weekend. Ooh, watching some conference tournament action, Selection yeah, Sunday. Let's go. Listen, i got to be well-versed for the 68-team giveaway. <laughs> that's on, true. Uh, 
I gotta. I I can't even remember where I finished last year in the ref bracket pool, which is not a good thing because if I don't remember where I finished, that means I didn't finish very high. So I'm gonna try to uh, take a step up this year in terms of my performance in the pick'em. Noon to seven p.m. on uh, Monday, Buffalo Wild Wings and more. We'll see everyone out there. Oh, we get a bonus hour, huh? Seven. All the yeah, way to six seven. to seven. Yeah, yeah, huh? Beautiful. Uh, Which city states are you surprised OU hasn't fared better historically in recruiting? This says recruiting in Alaska from the 405. What does anyone know who is widely regarded as the best football player to ever come out of the state of Alaska? Hint, he played for the Denver Broncos. I believe he won two Super Bowls with the Denver Broncos as well. This is not a household name, though he does call uh, NFL games on Sundays these days. And does have a radio show in Denver. Anyone? Anyone? Mark Schlereth is the uh, answer there. Really? Mark Schlereth is uh, Did not know regarded that. as the best football player ever to come out of uh, of Alaska. Glenn from Nashville says Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana is just really hard to recruit, man. <laughs> Especially if a kid, we've talked about this before, if a kid has an LSU offer and he's from Louisiana, he's almost always going to go to LSU. And OU's got some good players from Louisiana. Cody Ford, uh, you got Rufus Alexander out of Louisiana, so I, I won't um, I won't give OU too hard of a time there. Greg from Lawton says Millwood. Yeah, you had the uh, the Woods brothers all came out of Millwood, all went to Oklahoma State. Uh, has anyone gotten anyone from Millwood here recently? No, Jaden Nickens would be the first in a while from Millwood. Marcus Major was a Millwood yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, by the way, I don't know why I spaced on it a minute ago, but the Under Armour next camp in Dallas is on Sunday. So I guess I am going to Dallas, just not until Sunday. Okay. So I'll be swinging down there after all. Yes. Tulsa says Sooner Gundy. They've lost some big-time recruits. Here's another Tulsa from the 918. Another 918 says Tulsa, the place I'm surprised OU doesn't have more success. Uh, yeah. Kendall, where you at, Kendall? I'm, I'm waiting on it. Owasso, <laughs> Tulsa, something. But I don't think the 918ers, the 918ers would definitely like to see Tulsa be more involved in uh, OU's recruiting plans moving forward. Somebody said Austin Westlake. Get out of here. That, was, that almost happened. I would say, you know what immediately came to mind for me? And you can go back to the past 20, really you can go back to the past 50 years. And you, you're going to find players from Houston in the surrounding areas. But I, I wouldn't say that OU's ever been... I don't know. I was like, oh, it just never seemed like OU's been a major player in Houston. And you probably don't have to be as much when Dallas is just such a short drive away. But I think of LSU doing really well in Houston. I think of A&M doing really well in Houston. I think of Oklahoma State actually doing pretty well in Houston um, historically. But OU's had some hits here and there, but you just don't ever see a class with like five or six Houston kids in it or anything like that. And, and I don't know if that's really – going to change at all with OU football recruiting. I don't know. I'll, I'll be – because there's just so much talent in that Houston area. I'm I just curious to see now in the SEC if OU attacks that region more so than they have previously. I, think I don't it, know. I think it depends on how compelled they feel to go down there to Houston when they're already going to be so plugged into DFW. That's what I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, three straight quarterbacks, right, hypothetically speaking. You get Jackson Arnold. Well, shoot, you can rewind even further. Nick Evers, even though he only lasted a year. But Jackson Arnold, Michael Hawkins, Kevin Sperry, if you get your quarterback from the DFW area in back-to-back-to-back cycles, that's where you're going to make your hay on the recruiting trail. Yeah, that's interesting. How many um, how many Texas quarterbacks have you had here recently? 
Um, obviously, Kyler was a Texas quarterback. Jalen Hurts was a Texas quarterback. Baker Mayfield was a Texas quarterback. Trevor Knight, Cody Thomas. Jeez, that's that's where they're getting the majority of their quarterbacks right now. Now, you had one from Arizona and one from uh, D.C., but outside that, here, it's been a long run of uh, – and, and this is for a school that recruits very nationally, but Texas is where they like to go for QBs here recently. Yeah. Pretty good track record of those I'm guys, I'm trying to too. think. They've gotten they, – OU's gotten some guys out of Houston in recent years. Aguebu was a Houston guy. Marcus Stripling was from the Houston is, area. Was Oboe, is Oboe from the Houston area? Is he from down there? I think he yes, is, right? Yes, yes, you're correct. And then Jaquay's Petaway. Yeah. Jaquay's Petaway's from the Houston area. So they've gotten some, but they're just not loading up every single year. But like we both said, like when Dallas is right there and Dallas has you know, got some big-time high school football down there, you don't feel the need to go all the way down to that corner of Texas to go get a ton of players. Yeah. By the way, Jaquay's Petaway run – or he ran below 21 seconds in the 200 meters the other day. Oh, is that good? Yeah, that boy fast. Is that good? Huh. Well, that's a much-needed speed that you're going to have at wide receiver. And he fast. I wouldn't project him as the uh, number one wide receiver before I've even seen him in an OU uniform, but is he a guy that can have an instant impact in this offense next year? Absolutely. I mean, I think there's several guys at wide receiver that could have an impact next year, but I think the door's open for Petaway to – to, to be an immediate impact player. C.D. Sure. Lamb's from Houston. I don't know how we forgot about him, but yeah. C.D. Lamb we somehow neglected to mention. Uh, Morris was a Texas quarterback. That's correct. Jim in Arlington says the King recruited Houston. Yeah, the King recruited uh, King recruited everywhere in the state King of Texas. King recruited a, sure. anybody he wanted to recruit. All right, that'll do it for Locked In. The Rush is coming up next. Keep it locked in the ref.